Hello, you're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Brandon Elliott. Man, oh man, I am excited today. We got a special guest, somebody in the backyard of California. We're calling it California Flipping today. And really, really excited to have Jeremy on. I've been following Jeremy's social media presence and what he's been doing the last several years getting started. Um, it's been remarkable. This guy has done over $38 million in flips in California here. And he's got 14 deals constantly in the pipeline and just really excited to see all the areas that he's really hitting. Started off as a real estate agent, so double ending and so forth. He's focuses on fix and flips, but he's got some wholesales coming in, wholetailing as well. We'll we'll dive into that for anybody that isn't educated, but really excited because he comes from the corporate world, right? He comes from working in the cell phone industry and, and I'm sure he'll dive in in just a moment, but, but he's been able to scale up successfully. And what I like to call that is like kind of put on your mask first in the airplane example. But afterwards, he's been over delivering and helping out a ton of his students along the way with Friendly Flipper Academy. And it's just been remarkable to see some of the results and the impact that he's making. So without further ado, Jeremy, what is happening, my friend? How are you today? Oh, man, I'm doing great, Brandon. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Glad to be Dude. here. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have you on here, man. So, uh, you know, for anybody out there that doesn't know who you are, where you're from, your story, do you mind just diving in a little bit, give that 30,000 foot view of, you know, what the heck you're up to? No, absolutely. So my cool. name is Jeremy Rubin. They call me the friendly flipper. And what I do is fix and flip real estate. So I got started with real estate in 2013-14 as far as uh, creative wholesaling, that kind of thing. Kind of, That's when I, was, uh, I hit this pivotal moment in my life where I realized I no longer wanted to work at Verizon Wireless. I was there for 11 years and it was quite a run, I could say, and did a lot of good. But at uh, one point, I realized that it wasn't for me for the long run. I couldn't see myself doing that for another 40 years. Sure. The whole corporate environment I had had enough of. It's an interesting game to play, but it wasn't for me for forever. I was just too, felt too restrained and just too, uh, it really eventually started wearing on me to the point where it was like, man, this is like treacherous coming into work every day, just clocking in to clock out. And that's no, that's no life to live as far as I was concerned. So I struggled to get to a point where I was confident enough to be able to take the leap because I was so conditioned. I always had had a paycheck since I was basically like 15 and a half. Every yeah. two weeks, I was working, doing something. So, you know, it was a big shift. It's to, a to risky step, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it's, it's scary, but the entrepreneur spirit in you is like, dude, if I can't stay within this little box, this little bubble any longer and, you know, just comply to their rules and regulations, you needed to jump out and do your own thing. So I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It really was like, that constant 
voice or just that, oh man, that feeling that it's like, ah, I, I, there's something else. It's not, I'm not in the, exactly in the right place, like out of alignment. And so I kind of became more aware of it. So I'm like, okay, well now I'm just kind of trying to get this paycheck and I'm, I supposedly have everything that I'm supposed to want right now, you know, actually worked my way up to four weeks of paid vacation and stuff. So, you know, benefits, 401k, all this, and it, you know, not bad, actually really good as far as a job goes, but it was just like that, man, is this it? feeling you like said, this is this is as you, good as it gets you like, said something really good there like as far as a job goes like a job as far as a job goes it's like yeah man it's it's pretty damn good you know four week yeah. vacation 401k it's like what more can you ask for yeah it's like okay well i did what i'm supposed to do or supposed yeah. to want to be accomplished you know, feeling yeah. accomplished right so yeah but then i kind of was you like ah. Yeah. Yeah. And then this is just the same tape over and over and over. I could, I could start to see, I started to catch on like, man, there's people just coming and going. The higher you go up, the more just cutthroat it gets from a, you know, corporate perspective. And I had this false sense of security that, that it was just false, like security, like relying, like this is going to be a long-term, like I could, you could go at any moment. They could just, oh, you're another number. And for everything that you, you put in, but every single month, it's like, you know, you're responsible for our, for our success, our results, you know, you're yeah. going to help us get to this store to a thousand GGs a month and which we did. And, and so we did like amazing stuff and it was fun for a long time. And I learned a ton. So yeah. grateful for the experience, but sure. it was time to move on. So I started exploring things. I started an auto detailing business that was that fizzled out, tried my attempt at day trading at affiliate marketing and, and all these things failed, but eventually got to real estate, wholesaling. I, I stumbled upon this ad on YouTube, just trying to figure out what I could do to get to create a job from for myself. Yeah. And the idea of wholesaling came up. And prior to that, I didn't realize that you could buy a house other than you know, with a bank loan or with cash if you were rich, I thought. like There was no... Yeah, like, yeah. I had no concept of creative real estate. Yeah. And this like, blew my mind. I was like, whoa, okay. So you can assign a contract, negotiate a deal, assign a piece of paper to somebody else and make a, a fee. So, okay, yeah. this sounds interesting. Almost too good to be true, but interesting. Yeah. So I looked into it further and just studied and dove into that, reading bigger pockets as much as I could, just scouring through that, watching as many YouTube videos as I could on the topic, listening to podcasts, put my first ad out there, my first attempt at marketing after about six months where I felt like I Okay, I learned enough. I'm ready to, to take action. I'm ready to do something. So, sure. didn't know what I was doing. Pretty much blindly just going through this, and I just needed to figure out. Okay, what's the next step? Like, what's yeah. the first thing I need to do, and what's the next step? Like, that's all I really need to focus on right now. I'll figure out the rest later, because this is all brand new. So I realized, okay, well, I got to make offers, and I got to tell people I can buy their house with cash. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so. I don't know where the cash is going to come yeah, from. Yeah, where's that know. cash coming? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I have no idea. I just monkey see, monkey do type thing. Okay, sure. so I, my first attempt, I go to Craigslist. I put an ad with the subject, need to sell your house. I'm not an agent, dot, dot, dot. And then in the body of the message or the, the post, I, I knew I was supposed to tell them something along the lines of, I'll pay cash. I'll buy it any condition as is. You don't pay any commissions. You know, it's the day you choose is when we'll close. So I'm just piecing this information together, all yeah. the, you know, the talk track, but like, sure. it's just all over the place, but it was good enough that a few people called and eventually got my first appointment. 
and went and saw this property and it was a mobile home and they wanted 89,000 for it. And I didn't know even what to offer. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know how to comp stuff really. I mean, I, you know, super just trying to, okay. It's like, oh, I got someone. Now what do I do? Like I get, yeah. what's the next step? Like one step at a time. Off? I love it though. Yeah. I love it. Some people overcomplicate things out there and overanalyze it thinking, you know, they need every single step of the whole plan before they actually take action. And therefore they always are regressing and, and not taking action because it's like, you'll never have it all figured out. But if you take it one bite size at a time, one step at a time, just like you did, you know, you'll figure it out along the way. And if not, you'll get closer and closer to, you know, getting to that path. Right. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And that's, it's counter. I mean, a lot of the times you want to have the whole path. I mean, it's almost counter to like everything that I had come from, which is, you know, school, right? Okay. They basically program you with A to Z. Here's what you need to learn, absorb that. Now be able to regurgitate that corporate world. Same thing. Like, you know, like, so it's almost anti that it's like, okay, go figuring like it's a, it's a uncomfortable place to to be if you're not from there. Used to it. Yeah. So that's normal to feel uncomfortable if you're, you know, anyone who's means you're on to something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Where you should be. Yeah. So I didn't even know how much to offer these guys, but I knew if I offered a low enough price, common sense tells me, okay, if I buy it at a low enough price, I yeah. can sell it for a little bit more. Like, yeah. so I offered 50,000 and they said no. And they were at 89. I was at 50. I knew I could sell it for at least 60. You know, needed some work, but it was fairly livable. And that was where that ended. And so I was like, oh, back to square one, back to, you know, just, I mean, still I'm working at Verizon Wireless going day in, day out. So I'm doing this as a side hustle at the time, cool. trying, to, trying to get, you know, some traction with it. Because if it's not real, yeah, I'm not going to take the leap. You know, I, yeah. I was scared. And, I, I didn't want to just put my faith. And, and I like that too. I like that approach because you can start this on the side. Like if you have a great career and you're getting the full month vacation paid and, and the 401k and your heart's just not into it, you can keep it for the time being, utilize it for easy financing and start working your ass off after hours to really figure this out, right? You don't need to go all in right away. I know I personally didn't go all in right away. I commend people that do. It's like, man, you guys are amazing. But I, I needed to get my cash flow up off rental properties before I got enough encouragement to finally leave my job. So I love that though. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's not easy. And those people that do take the leap and build the parachute on the way down, I commend that, but man, yeah. was, I, I couldn't do that. So I, I was just hustling, just, sure. you know, posting Craigslist ads, you know, while I was at work on my phone, like probably shouldn't have been do you know, just trying to get this thing going. Like, you know, yeah. actually got written up one time at work for signing. Okay. So I didn't, it didn't occur to me that it was a bad thing to Sell a cell phone, sell a cell phone and a real estate property in the same transaction. Were you doing something like that or no? Uh, they were separate transactions. They okay. were separate transactions. I love it. So, I, love it. so I, I didn't see the problem with a mobile notary coming to the job site for me to sign for a, a property, yeah. but it was a big deal. Apparently, I guess it was, I don't know, conflict of interest or something. I don't know, corporate violated some corporate thing. And so I ended yeah. up getting written, written up for it, but it didn't matter anyway. I was signing for a property, but yeah, a little, little side note. So that was later on, but back to the first 
this messed up my spotless record, nearly spotless record. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, for good reason. So they said no to my offer. I just went back to the drawing board, just just plugging away at it. But eventually, a couple months later, they called me back and they said, "Hey, you know, we're thinking about your offer. Why don't you come back on down over and talk to us again?" And they ended up signing the contract and, and committing to fifty thousand. I was like, "Oh wow, this is crazy! This is crazy! This is actually okay. A little bit of you know light at the end of the tunnel." But I still didn't know what to do. I didn't even know the next step. So I'm like, "Well, okay, now I've got a contract. I need to find a buyer." So I guess I'll go back to Craigslist. So I took some pictures, yeah. wrote my first property description, you know, scoped out some descriptions on Zillow and try to piece yeah. together a good copy and you know, paste, copy paste, yeah, <laughs> switch out yeah. a couple addresses and we're good to go. <laughs> basically, basically yeah. yeah. And just put it up on there and went back to Craigslist just mm-hmm. to, to sell it, you know, and just started getting a bunch of phone calls and anyone who's sold or bought anything well, I guess mainly sold on Craigslist. You you come across all sorts of folks on there. Takes all kinds, takes all kinds. So you're filtering through the the different prospective buyers and came across one gentleman who, you know, I didn't know who my cash buyer was going to be. I didn't know like you could make up almost anything and it would be just as real as anything else. It could yeah, be like relevant oh, some joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this guy happened to be a gentleman who is approaching retirement age. He had money in his 401k that he was going to use to buy this for him and his girlfriend and they were going to retire there. So it you know showed him the property. I marketed it at 59,000 and you know had a bunch of tire kickers but but the folks that ended up actually coming through was this gentleman and his girlfriend and they ended up buying it for 59,000 and I ended up paying the closing costs on both sides to to okay. ensure it would come together. Probably didn't have to looking back but you know that you know all good. So yeah. I ended up collecting the difference, which was $6,500 uh, in yeah. between there. So uh, that was, yeah, my first deal. It yeah. made it real. It was more than I had gotten on any single Verizon check prior to that. So it was yeah. like, man, it really works. This is yeah, crazy. The, so the inspiration, the motivation, seeing that it actually does work, the process works and following through and, you know, the follow-up, right? Like, even though they reached out to you months later, that's powerful. Yeah. That, that probably lit off something. How many deals did you actually, you know, turn before you left Verizon? Four wholesales and then one fix and flip. It was when I did that first fix and flip that I was, yeah, because that was the real goal. Like the wholesale along the way was cool, but I didn't. My confidence was in my ability to replace my income through like two deals a year via fixing and flipping. Like that's where I thought, okay, man, that's where the path to freedom really would open up. So I wanted to make sure that was solid. What what was the net on that property that you flipped the first one? Oh, forty four thousand. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, that was yeah. that was solid. That was, and from there I put in my two weeks notice about less less than two weeks later, yeah. and planned my exit from the corporate world and left eleven years to the day that I got hired. Wow! And that was like okay. a final, just like boom, put the stamp on it. Like because I saw so many people not go on their terms. Yeah, I was like. Yeah, got this. Like, yeah. peace out, guys. Like, yeah. peace so. out. See ya. <laughs> yeah. So. Cool. So, at, at this point, you know, you've accomplished so much, you know, since then. And obviously, you know, you hung on to the day job. How long was it since, like, you got that first deal versus finally being able to split ways? Just about a year. Just about, Just about a, a year. year. Perfect. Um, yeah. 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 That's great. That. Um, prior to that, you know, I, I think I studied before I started taking action, it was almost a year from when I discovered wholesaling to when I got that first deal. 
So like a lot of studying and then about six months I started taking action. And then, so it takes time, you know, it takes, you know, cultivating. Were you getting any education anywhere besides podcasts like this? No, that was it. Podcasts, bigger pockets and YouTube. I love it. Yeah. I I did exactly the same. And unfortunately I I blame it more on just my ignorance. (laughs) Like I didn't know there was mentors. I didn't know that, you know, and, and just like you mentioned, like, the first time when I realized through reading through books and bigger pockets, truthfully, I realized creative financing. I was just like, what? Like you can oh, do yeah. this. Yeah. And it was just so amazing to me. My, my mind just started going and I, and I was so attracted to the birth strategy and it's truly saved my life over the years. But, but man, it, it's so like creative real estate and just real estate in general, it can be so, so powerful when you implement it, right? It just comes down to the implementation and not overthinking things, taking it one step at a time, just like you did. And yeah, I mean, you're the living proof of the success and the the reaping the benefits at the end from it. So kudos to you, man. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you. Talk, talk to me. How are you getting your leads? How are you diving into, I know before it was really Craigslist. How long were you utilizing Craigslist before possibly switching up to a different avenue of leads? Yeah, no, great question. So Craigslist, after I got that first deal done, I knew yeah. the next step was, okay, what are people, what are they doing? They're sending out letters and, and they're sending out postcards. So my very next step, was, okay, you know, half the cost I actually started sending postcards. So I sent my first postcard campaign and that is where, that is where actually I got my next wholesale deal and then a few more wholesale and actually my, eventually my first fix and flip lead came from a postcard. And you mentioned creative financing. I didn't know how I was going to pay for that first deal. I couldn't even get hard money because I didn't have any experience. I didn't have any track record. Sure. So to get that first fix and flip, I made uh, three offers, a cash offer, which I didn't know how I was going to make happen and two seller financing offers. And they went with a seller financing offer. So I actually got my first fix and flip zero down $792 a month, just paying 5%. And I had six months to hustle and get it done and manage it from my, my lunch breaks and just go back and forth and I do whatever it, it takes. Yeah. Maxing out credit cards in the process, yeah. Just yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like it was, yeah. it was all or nothing. Like, so, and it, yeah. you know. So when it comes down to those leads, like direct mail marketing, any tips or tricks that you can give to the listeners? Because I know a lot of us, me included, but you know, several people out there, it's kind of like the three feet from gold type of situation. It might not be the instant ROI that you expect or the, you know, on their first letter, you're like, dang, you know, like I, oh, you know, yeah. I got a lot of people screaming at me and I got one people that was like, you know, a couple people that might've been tire kickers. It's really within the follow-up. It's like within the multiple attempts of hitting them, the people that aren't cursing you out, take them off the list, but, you know, keep on retargeting the same letters or switching up the letters multiple times until you get that first lead. Right. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's quite a bit. I mean, I think of it like fishing, like you're putting, you're casting a fishing net out. And so how long are you going to put that net out there? You know, every, if you send one letter out there, you're putting it out there for the equivalent of uh, an hour. And then, okay, you're pulling, pulling the net back. If you send a letter every month, okay, now it's out there for two hours. If you send it for six months, now, you know, it's going to pick up, you know, more fish because the odds of somebody being in the exact situation in their life at the time that you just happened to send them a letter is pretty slim. Yeah, yeah. But over the course of time, your odds 
increase. And so yeah. just being that constant front of, you know, that person that when it does come time, you want them to think of you, what, yeah. no matter what your business is, no matter what. I mean, just yeah. you want to be in front of people constantly so that you're that go-to. You, you also naturally get respect from anybody in the world from repetition. Like you constantly showing up and doing something and the mail constantly being, you know, sent at every, however often it shows consistency and it shows more of a, a solid track record and builds up confidence. Like, Hey, these guys are consistent. They probably can perform too, which yeah. is good. You know, it's for important. sure. Yeah. Also, like, I love the analogy that you gave for fishing at the end of the day. I think that that's brilliant. It really makes sense. I think a lot of it comes down as well of like, hey, what kind of bait are you using, right? Making sure that the bait is the data is what we're talking about, people. Yeah. (laughs) Making sure that the data you're receiving is cleaned and good, right? Any tips and tricks on that? Yeah, absolutely. There's so many parts to it to make sure you want to be optimized, really, because one break in the system and you're 10% more less efficient or or yeah. more efficient depending so the data is critical so meaning and it kind of breaks down it down into two things you have your records so you have the list of the properties that fit a certain criteria whether they're absentee owned or yeah. bad credit with high equity and they need to pay some bills but they can't access the money they've got late on mortgage payments whatever the case is and then you've skip trace data so you've got the addresses but not everybody provides the most accurate phone numbers or the most accurate methods of reaching them. So you want to have good skip trace data. So, because then that, that leads into, if you're sending to the wrong address, you just wasted that. You know, if you're calling the wrong phone number, you're just, you're not only wasting the time and money, but you're wasting the, that time could have been spent on calling the right number or somebody else's right number. So it's like, it, there's a double whammy, like negative or positive. So Getting the right data. I use batch skip tracing. I find that that's got the most accurate from yeah. what I've tested. So it's a little bit more expensive, but it's not in the long run. You know, if if you're saving on a third of you know calling a third less bad numbers or even twenty percent, it's you know it makes up. Yeah, and for the listeners, it's like think of it like this: at the end of the day, your data is your gold. Like that's your everything. You want to use the cream of the crop, the stuff that hasn't been touched, the stuff that is accurate and you're not wasting time with like a crappy list. So pay for your data, like pay for your, your list, because I rather pay above and beyond. Honestly, if I can be confident that this is untouched and and the best of the best, and that's, that's what you want to do as well. Yeah. You really want to find every edge and every little advantage, every little 1% you can get better in this business to eke out over just to give you a slight edge over Competition. Everybody else. I mean, I mean, that's the way it is. I mean, to get started, like there's one thing, like I think of okay, getting started is one thing. It's like you're like one thing, it's one avenue. Craigslist, right? It's like great, you know, and and it worked, which is awesome. It it can work for anybody. It's one resource. But if you really want to scale this, turn this into a business, a full-time gig, and you got to pay for data and you got to pay for marketing, which is great. Absolutely. And I mean, and you just work and work it, get more and more efficient across multiple areas of Mm -hmm. your business. But it's okay to start out like that, that model A Ford, you know, 30 horsepower, five miles to the gallon, just pressing along. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll work on efficiency after, you know, that dialed in. So 
And me personally, I always say it's like it's like a three deal rule type of thing. Like you get jitters like crazy on your first three deals. After that, you start getting confidence of like, wow, this works. I've done it a few times. I've seen the process from beginning to end. And you just start like shaking out the jitters behind it. And it just starts naturally becoming easier and your confidence grows. So, you know, with the right education, confidence, you see the process, you can start implementing and trying new things. Absolutely. Definitely. Jeremy, I'm curious for tracking and KPIs. It sounds like you're a pretty intelligent guy that you're, you're probably keeping track of KPIs and, and probably a lot sooner than some of us have in the beginning. What are you using for you know, staying on point and kind of squeezing the last drops out of your data, right? Yeah. Yeah. As far as that goes, just, I mean, I use Excel, uh, nothing fancy, just Excel. Yes. Got some different spreadsheets. Sure. And then a CRM, just hive mind is what it's called, to um, just keep track of leads. That's a really important part because stuff falls through the cracks. Like, I mean, I used to, I, a notebook is great too. Like, going back to the Craigslist link, a notebook's fine, that works. Yeah. But it, the fortune's in the follow up. And, and yeah. like you said, the, like that follow up. So you, you want to keep a timely, you, you want to have some kind of system. Uh, it can be basic, it can even be just reminders in your phone, but eventually you want to. Sure you know, dial it in. Yeah. Aside from that, I mean, those two things from a marketing perspective, that's what we use for those. And any other softwares or technology that the listeners could potentially consider to get successful and treat this more as a full-time thing? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, basic CRM is needed. QuickBooks, yeah. of course. I mean, as far as it depends what you're a lot of, okay, a lot of different systems for marketing. So like if you're going to use a dialer, that's critical. I would say way just goes back to efficiency thing. Like mm -hmm. you can dial off Google voice to start, but you want a dialer like, to, yeah. you know, call multiple at the same time and see whoever picks up first and so forth, which is great. Yeah. For you utilizing direct mail, what resources? I know there's lots out there, but do you have a preferred channel that you use? And once you go through batch skip tracing? Yeah. So we use, we do some in house mailings, like for probate and things like that. We'll, we'll just print it off right here. It's usually a smaller list. Usually sure. it's like 50 new ones a week or so. Yeah. But for larger mailings, postcards, especially, even letters, it's just way more efficient and easy just to click a button and have someone else do it. Yep. And so yellowletters.com is who I've used quite a bit. They're out of Bakersfield and yeah, owner's a real estate investor. They're solid. I found actually them through bigger pockets. Yeah. Just scouring through there. And we don't do as much direct mail now as I I was heavy. That was like the one thing, one line I had in the water before. Now it's one of a few. So like we we use call tools for dialing. You know, we make cold calls. We have virtual assistants that make calls. So, you know, depending on someone's budget, you know, first it's you making Google Voice calls, then it's you jumping on a dialer, maybe then it's, maybe it's you, you know, having an assistant make calls, or you could just pretty much go straight to that if you just learn the basics of the process. I'm mm -hmm. big on being in the being in the dirt and getting yeah, stuff yeah. done, maybe sometimes to a fault sometimes actually, because that's kind of the thing I'm working on now is I have a hard time letting go and letting other people do what they should do, which is sure. flipping houses is one skill set. Being a CEO is a different skill set. And I'm realizing, man, how much, I mean, 
it's it's different, but it's yeah. great because it's it's forcing me to grow. Because I, I feel yeah. like I really got good at the house flipping thing. Now it's yeah. you know let's build this as a team and and uh, so it's, it's cool. I'm definitely glad I I made the leap from the corporate world. You could say I love it, even man. Though, yeah. It, even though CEO whatever, like uh, it's like I'm kind of in a leadership role thing again. But it's we're building something that I could be proud of. That it, it's yours. Gonna, it's yeah, yours. Not gonna and, cut me off, you know. Yeah. Surprise, and, like. And think of it to... like this too. This is, you know, I, I take a lot of pride in this myself. And sometimes you gotta, like, as you're growing so much and just in the hustle of building something for yourself and for your family, like you don't even acknowledge it until like you take a moment and you look back and you're like, dang, like how many people, because of your efforts that you've impacted, not just for coaching students, which it had that's a whole different side blessing because. It's not just one person you're teaching how to fish. It's potentially their whole circle. It's like their family. Like you're making a big impact with each individual, which is huge. But regardless, think about the contractors, you know, agents or, you know, property management or escrow, like all these different departments and the win-win situation that you're helping out with the distressed seller that they're in a problem, you know, like, and they need a solution and, and you're the problem solver. Like you're the solution. It's just a great feeling to see the impact over time of how many lives you have a say in, kind of like impacting them for the better, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, it truly is. I mean, there's it drives a bit of the local economy. I mean, there's it's the trickle down is is you know from the materials to the all the different subcontractors and you know they're going out buying food, you know, things for their family. So it's 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 crazy like to think of from that perspective and. Now I'm just grateful to to be able to to do that. I think it's it's awesome. I think. Yeah, it's awesome, man. I love it. Let's talk about learning curves for a few minutes. I want to see, you know, over the years, your experience, uh, maybe dealing with contractors or, you know, just speaking to potential sellers. What type of learning curves have you experienced and like took the big slap on the forehead or something of like, oh, you know, I'll never make that mistake again. Maybe oh, leaving man. money on the table or, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. Ooh. So hmm. I've definitely fired fair share, six or seven contractors by now. Yeah. Definitely a few that we've only, I mean, some I've only worked with once. Sure. Those are the easy ones. It's yeah. easy to, to break that off. The ones it's weird. It's like, they're good on the first couple jobs. And then the yeah, third yeah. job, it's like, what happened? Like, yeah, dude. Yeah. And it's like, dude, like, cause then I had like, at that point, you know, I thought we had something, man. Yeah. I thought you were going to let me down. Like what the yeah. heck? But, uh, so, you know, but it, it is what it is. And, and you really have to just, I realized that not everyone, especially, but yeah, just not everyone's going to run their business according to the requirements and the needs of your business. And you just that's have good. to see, you know, if it's not a fit, it's not a fit and that's it. Good. So, you know, that's definitely the quicker you can just, you don't want to get stuck in anything. The worst thing for a flipper is holding time. The longer you hold the property every single day that goes by, it's costing you money. Especially in and California, contractor, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah. The, the hard money and, and holding costs, it adds up. It adds up really quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, because these properties are, you know, $500,000, $800,000. Like yeah. there's, so it's just every single day. And your contractor has a big influence on that. Like that's the least, like the part that you give up the most control to somebody else that you, to ensure that stuff is going to go okay is like you're putting your faith in, in this contractor. So, because if they don't show up, you know, I mean, you can have contracts, you know, the whole thing, like 
you know, there's a penalty if they don't finish on time. But if they start the job and stop halfway through, you're screwed. Your paperwork yeah. doesn't matter. You need to go in and fix the problem. Like no. your 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 money's sitting there. So it's a big deal. So how do you find the great contractors? Well, referrals is the best thing from real estate agents. You know, ask agents who have sold flipped homes in the area. Hey, who, you know, do you mind sharing who your clients have used? You know, Home Depot, you can also find people there out front, but that's two different things. That's like labor, like if you're looking just cheap labor. So I don't want to confuse the the two, not necessarily yeah. cheap labor, but you know, day kind of like if you're looking for people to hustle, but also yeah. you need the people that are good too. But always get three bids minimum. So you're not, you know, there's all these like little systems and things you can sure. do, fail safes kind of things to reduce the risk that I learned along the way. Cause like yeah. I, you know, I've overpaid for stuff before by far. The deals I get now on stuff is way better just because you find out, oh, I can, there's a place that sells cabinets, you know, 30% cheaper if I at this warehouse and I can sure. go there and get them. Or, you know, the cost, you know, if you go to Home Depot and you talk to, uh, whatever the thing is with the orange smart 24 or whatever the HVAC system they're selling there. They've quoted me 17 grand for a whole new system. And then I ended up getting the furnace replaced for seven, which is all I really needed. You know, they were going to do all the ducting and stuff, but then I realized that I could actually get a furnace. Now I can get a furnace for 3,500 less yeah. even. So it's like, oh, wow. So just That's the things a little you learn. different, yeah. As you as you really dive into it, which resources to use, which products, who to go to, right? Yeah, for, for yeah, your windows yeah. and HVAC for everything that certain people that just specialize in that you can get the the big discounts on. Definitely, definitely, and I mean, I would avoid anything that's going to. I wouldn't advise people to add square footage early on in their in their adventure. Anything that's ex- uh, just stick to cosmetic renovations, anything sure. that's extensive, that's going to require a permit beyond, you know, just quick stuff like windows or roof, like that's yeah. fine. That's over the counter. But if it's custom stuff, I mean, that's, you're talking about adding six months to a year to your job. Like, and that's, it's realistic. Like you, I'll say six months to a year. It sounds crazy. It, nope. That's yeah. a year. If you're lucky it, sometimes 15 months. Yeah. And, and, it, and it, it, you're it, at the mercy it, of the city and yeah. the county and. It depends on where you're at nationwide, but yeah, out here in California, it can take forever. And, you know, some of those deals can be the juiciest, but also the risk, like higher rewards, higher risk. So therefore, if you do just have a ton of those leads coming around, I highly encourage, just like Jeremy's saying, either just leave it to the side until you get the confidence and the education in point and you have backup plans or like partner up with somebody that has that experience in your local market and just make sure it's a good partnership. And like you guys are are going to complement each other in some kind of, you know, fashion, but otherwise it's not the beginning type of deals you want to focus on if you're just getting started. But I love that Jeremy. It's, it's very powerful. What I would say is like a learning curve for me is it's always been contractor related, right? It's always yeah. been not firing soon enough, just like you mentioned, and kind of giving little leeway when like I see them drinking on the job or something. And I'm like, hey guys, no, like that's not cool. Or or just things not getting done, not showing up on time, stuff like that. It's like, it's huge red flags and you should never give an excuse behind it or feel like you're trapped. Like, well, who else am I going to use? All I got to tell you is that cut ties ASAP because I've given it weeks and it's taken longer. I still had to go find somebody afterwards. I've had to fire 
I've had the new contractors have to redo work because it was so shisty from the other guys. It's like, you know, if you get good contractors, you're not going to have these problems. You might pay a little bit more, but it comes down to relationships as well. You're not going to have any worries behind it and you'll be on time, which saves you on holding costs and so much more. And then also, instead of contractors running off with your money or asking for like daily payouts, that drives me crazy. They're not the right ones, obviously. Always pay with credit cards and it will save your ass. You know, you might have to pay the fees behind it or educate the contractor on how to accept credit cards, but that will save you so much headache in the long run. It's like an insurance type of policy if you have to pay the fees yourself, but it makes sense and it will protect you instead of somebody running off with your money and you can't find them or having to go to court years later. It's like, it's night and day. So I, I really love those tips that you brought though too. That's great. Jeremy, what does the future look like for you? What are you trying to accomplish, man? You got a lot of things going on. You got a lot of a lot of sticks in the fire right now and uh, you're making a huge impact in so many people's lives. You know, what are you up to? What's going on next? Yeah, man. Yeah. So uh, we're scaling. We're yeah. growing this business right now aggressively. That's my current mission is to, uh, to really develop this and the people around me in the supporting roles and, and see how far we can take this thing. And then from there, so this is the money generator. The fixing and flipping is the money generator. It's a job. It it's is. not passive. You yeah. know, it's not passive, but it's a job it that I love. You know, I'm in alignment now with a purpose that's like, this is for me. Yeah. So the bigger picture, though, is moving more into larger deals, multifamily apartments, just growing within the world of real estate as, you know, feel like I'm mastering kind of each kind of type of deal in a way. And then, and, and just, yeah, just growing because I love the challenge. I love the push. And, and aside from that, to impact more lives. So I, I made a commitment this year to produce more content, provide more value than ever before, just because I spent a lot of last year off of social media, just really focusing inward and on the business here, just flowing energy to that. And it, and it paid. And it's paying off. And I, I kind of miss social media a little bit because that's how I got really connected with so many amazing people. I mean, I discovered the world of self-development and self-improvement like yeah. after I got into fixing and flipping, a year after I left my job. And you mentioned it, it towards the beginning of the show about just self-development and stuff. Like I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. Until yeah. I connected with so many awesome people online that were part of this community. And there was this buzz going around. And a lot of it related to 10X, Grant Cardone, like sure. right around the time 2017, like that's when I felt like I discovered this tribe of people that are like also into the stuff that I'm into. Like wanting something bigger and better, like yeah. not settling for less, not settling yeah. for an amazing corporate position, but like wanting something bigger and better. I love it. Yeah, that's it. So, I mean, it's that and just really, that's what got me thinking bigger, that I was thinking almost selfish in a way that, okay, you figure this out, you want to grow your business, but what about helping other people? Like, what? how can you make a bigger impact in the world with Good. what you've done? And yeah. that's what got me thinking on that level. And and this is my year of, I'm committed to producing more and, and giving back more than ever. So... That's so good, man, Jeremy. I, I love your heart. I love what you've been through and what you've you know accomplished thus far. I couldn't agree more. Like getting yourself around the right people, putting yourself in a community, you know, it it always pays off in ROI. There's something magical behind it. Like there's something unique. 
It really is. And it's just the motivation also that you need to be around other like-minded individuals that want something bigger and better. Over just the last few months, for example, we've invested over $200,000 into ourselves just this, this year, just the last couple of months. But we've done that in increments over time to like constantly go from one thing to the 5,000, 10,000, 20, 25, 30, you know, and then 50. And like over time, you get ROIs from it, right? Like you get, oh yeah, you see the power from it, you get the connections, you make deals together. And it's just, it can be life-changing. That's why I'm a big firm believer that like whatever you want out there, you got to give. And also paying for proximity, it's huge. So absolutely. I love where your heart's at and constantly serving and making bigger impacts in other people. I'm very like-minded in that aspect. And yeah, it's really cool. And, and real estate, just like you mentioned for fix and flip, it's a job, right? It's a job at the end of the day, but it can be something that's systemized and a heck of a lot more rewarding <laughs> in a short yeah. period of time. You know, like Definitely. we're, we're, we're closing on a deal finally today or tomorrow. I'm getting finalized that is going to net us $490,000 that literally it was a 90 day project. I personally had no hands into it. And that's the power of real estate. That's the power of the market that we're in right now too. It's just a yeah. crazy market in California, but like you guys can do this too. And, and I really do hope that you've taken notes like I have. Uh, I got a whole list here of notes, but reach out to Jeremy. He's a rock star crushing it in all areas of life. And somebody that you can learn a thing or two from and, and be able to really implement and be able to crush it in all areas of your life. And real estate investing can be one of those. So Jeremy, how can people get a hold of you? I know you mentioned that you got a lot of awesome things coming up, but um, talk to me about Friendly Flipper Academy for a minute as well, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So best place to find me is on Instagram at the Friendly Flipper or anywhere on social media at The Friendly Flipper. I'm not hard to find. I'm not shy about it. So I put basically the daily life of a flipper out there on Instagram and more and more across other platforms as well. Friendly Flipper Academy is me becoming the person I needed when I was still at the corporate world. That one person who basically could show me the way, the fast path, the pitfalls to avoid and basically guide me to my first deal. So what I do is I partner up with people all over the country and I help them accelerate that path to getting their first deal. Or if they're already doing a deal here or there, I help them by showing them systems that I use to scale and and, uh, coach and consult in that way. So that's Friendly Flipper Academy. You can find more info about that at friendlyflipperacademy.com. Or just check in with me on Instagram and you'll you'll kind of see and what I do. And and if you have any questions, feel free to shoot me a DM on there and uh, happy to help and add value however I can. Yeah, I love that, man. Yeah. So guys, reach out to Jeremy, just a badass in all areas and crushing it in real estate and can obviously over-deliver and over-serve you. So Jeremy, you've given an hour of your time today for me and the listeners. What can we do to give back to you? Oh man, just go out there, take some massive action. If you heard something today that resonates with you, run with it, take action on it, implement it, and then give back to somebody else. You can help everybody on here has a skill, something that they can help somebody else with, help them achieve their goals. Each one, teach one. I love it. That's awesome, man. I love your heart, brother. I appreciate you so much for jumping on. Guys, if you want to reach out to me, you can always do so on Instagram. It's Brandon Elliott Investments. Otherwise, on Facebook.com forward slash Brandon Elliott Investor. If you need any credit repair done for you services, 
you can check out creditrepairmobile.com. Otherwise, if you're looking to get educated on how the banks and lenders are judging you, how to fix your own credit very quickly, I'm talking a couple hours, up to 10 days, and actually after fixing it, truly be able to get to the 800 FICO Club and get massive funding, several six figures, even seven figures of funding on the business side of credit within 12 months, and then be able to leverage it, purchasing properties like we have with credit cards, doing hard money lending with credit, protecting yourself with contractors, with your credit, getting the travel hacking and really be able to leverage it into other businesses like e-com or, or what have you. Then what you're going to want to do is check out creditcounselelite.com. That's www.creditcounselelite.com. We're doing a, uh, a live training on it every single week, just to totally free, just to get you guys more educated on the full possibilities of credit. And with that being said, love you guys all so much. Do me that solid, hit that subscribe button. Do yourself a solid, really. Hit that subscribe button for Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. So you get the newest notification every single Monday. And then for the solid part on me is leave that five-star review after listening to a few episodes. And we will catch you on the next one. Until next time, guys, God bless. And Jeremy, you're the man. Appreciate you so much, man. Oh, man. Thank you, Brandon. Appreciate the opportunity. Much love. See you guys. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.